Who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? Colonel Guile. Chinese. Kami. Ryu. Ken. In the battle to save the world. can only win together. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Street Fighter, rated PG-13, starts Friday at theaters everywhere. Woo, that is Street Fighter, and we are coming at you today with Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that intro? What an intro. You are listening to Old Millennials Remember Movies, the podcast with two old millennials, me, Angela Yoshiko, and Tyler Wilson. Hi there. Hi there. Oh, man, that trailer for the TV uh, ad there for Street Fighter. Look, I feel like this movie doesn't get enough credit. It's insane. You feel like it doesn't get enough credit? It needs to be out. More people need to know about I don't know. This. If you do a quick search of Street Fighter the movie, mm-hmm. you'll run across such titles as the greatest movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it's, it's getting a lot of good credit out there. It is insane. So we are going to talk about Street Fighter from 1994 with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And the logic was, we were watching this year's Oscars. And look, some good things happened on the Oscars. That's fine. Yeah, Spike Lee won. Alfonso Cuaron won. But Green Book, a movie Ugh. that is bad, won Best Picture. So we were trying to think, like, uh, let's go the opposite of the Oscars. What's mm-hmm. the absolute opposite of, like, an Oscar-type movie? You know what I mean? And we thought... Of course, Street Fighter. Yes, we. Yeah. We thought that, yeah. But here, I was like, hey, Tyler, you know what movie is just like as far away from the Oscars as possible? Mm-hmm. I was like, me, Angela, was like, hey, yeah, let's watch Street Fighter. That was a great conversation, and I really liked how you <laughs> suggested it. It was amazing. Um, but it turns out, is, of course, if given the choice between watching Street Fighter or Green Book, I'm going to watch Street Fighter. And if I had a choice between, if I, gun to my head, okay, best picture comes down between Green Book and Street Fighter. I'm picking Street Fighter. I mean, I hundred times out of a hundred. I haven't seen Green Book, but I have seen the trailers for Green Book, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go ahead and vote for Street Fighter. Yeah, obviously, like anybody would. Oh, yeah. We could fix the Oscars, just you and I. I yeah, think. yeah. So, well, before we dive into Street Fighter mm-hmm. with Jean Va- Jean Claude Van Damme who you like to call JCVD. That's what everybody who loves yeah, him calls him. totally. It's like a known acronym for him. It is. He made a movie called JCVD. Of course he did. Come on. So uh, before we talk about that, what have you been watching recently, Tyler? I know you've been hitting that th- those theater new releases real hard. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been. You're all, it's winter and I'm afraid of the flu. <sighs> Yeah, well, and it's just been, like, kind of lousy weather around our parts, and so even, like, going out at night and driving, I don't want to do it, so. Because you're only allowed to see movies after, like, 10 o'clock. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your permission. So, instead of seeing some new releases, you've been digging in. Oh, man. So, this Turner Classic Movies app is amazing, but it's also a little bit of, like, it's a it's a thing, it's a it's like an, it's an addiction. They have really calculated this thing to a T, because it's not just, like... Netflix, where they'll just dump a bunch of titles. I mean, I know that Netflix adds stuff, like, all the time. But for the most part, their movie list, their older movies, they always just drop in, like, like the first of the month or whatever. And then they leave uh, at the end of the month, right? 
That's not how the TCM app works. It's like how the what app? The TCM Turner Classic Movies oh, okay. apps work uh, works because it's just like every day it just gives you like four or five movies and like right like at midnight and there's like four or five on there and it gives you seven days seven days to watch it and then uh then but then even as the day goes on they keep adding other ones they'll add like four four movies just later in the day because it's like kind of tied to their TV schedule or whatever and I don't watch the TV channel but. So then you're just on a countdown. You can put things on a watch list. So you put it on your watch list, and so you got to start thinking, like, oh, I really want to watch that, but, oh, this other movie's only expiring in, like, two days. Maybe I should get that on and play that first. And what's also great is that a lot of these are older movies that are totally fine for ch- children to be in the room for. Like, they don't care. as no, It's all completely innocuous uh, type uh, activities on the screen, and so it doesn't matter. They don't want to watch it, and I can just have it on. It's great. Tell us more. What do you mean? What have you been watching? Okay, so, uh, well, a lot, but I'll just kind of go through. You're such a nerd, too, by the way. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, uh, okay, the one I was really fascinated by was one called Woman of the Year from 1942. Okay, that's Catherine Hepburn, Sp- uh, Spencer Tracy. And, oh, well, wow. <laughs> so, a lot of these movies are, because they're, like, really uh, not, they're clean and it's all about, you know, the 40... People are, you know, very clean-cut. So there's a production like code. almost 80 years ago. Right. There's a production code in place. They can't have, you know, naughty language. They can't have, you know, suggestion of nudity. Violence is pretty subdued or whatever. But it's also just, like, the time period. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So Woman of the Year is a movie about, like, Catherine Hepburn plays, like, a serious reporter journalist, right? And she gets into a romance with a sports reporter. And he's not, like, he's just, like, a, he's a sports reporter. Not, mm-hmm. not No knock. But then they have a they they get together right. But then they struggle because like she's got the serious job. She's getting the accolade. She even gets an award like the Woman of the Year award for something. And he it begins feeling like, well, I'm just a I'm a man, I'm a man in this 1942 world. I'm supposed to be like the, the top the top shit, you know? Oh yeah. So that's the whole conflict. But it's insane. So number one, like it has a real memorable scene of like she he, early in the movie he takes her to her first baseball game. And she's just asking all these questions and being, uh, like, kind of annoying to everybody else around mm-hmm. there. But what's funny about that, for people like me who really like baseball, it's just funny. And I, I've I've struggled with this when we've, like, tried to explain baseball to our children. Ugh, it's almost yeah. impossible to explain because all the rules are so stupid if you, like, just... Are you, if you come at it from not knowing anything about it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Most sports don't. And this is a scene, basically, that's just like, she just like, this is just nonsense. All this doesn't make any sense. So I like that scene. Uh, later in the movie, like, she just randomly decides to adopt a refugee and doesn't tell him, which is a weird thing to do in any movie, I think. She's a single woman who was able to adopt No, no, someone? they're married at that point. Oh, okay. But she just, like, comes home one day and is like, we want to have a kid, kids, and she, he's like, oh, I can't believe you're actually saying that. I thought you just always wanted to be a, you know, work and be a professional. You didn't want to, like, go and get kids. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want kids. Well, I got this one refugee oh, kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. So then, like, they have a fight over it or whatever. But then he starts to uh, uh, kind of be friends with the kid. But then <laughs> they get in a tiff or whatever, and he just up and returns that kid to the no! to the orphanage or whatever. No! But the kid, so then she goes to try to pick him up, right? But he's just like, I don't want to go with you. I want to be with my orphan friends or whatever. Oh, it's so crazy. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is this movie? So it's, it's all pretty entertaining. It's pretty good. Um, but... The ending, so this, so another thing I love about the Turner Classic Movies app is that there's all these, like, in the app, there's articles and, 
like things they've written about, like why it's why it's essential, what it's you know awards it's won, etc. So then there's some behind the scenes production stuff on there too, and one of them is just like they like they were really worried about how the movie was going to end. They were originally going to end it with like uh, Catherine Hepburn was going to just like um she was went to a baseball game or something like that and started to get really into sports and became like really into that and like proving that she could like be more like him and they would get along and the the key key end is that he's just okay with her being who she is right but the way it was going to end was she was going to be really involved in the baseball and be really good at like understanding it or whatever but see then the studio was like uh like all the women they're worried about women going to the movie and being like that girl, she's too perfect. Like all, all they're gonna, all the husbands that go to this movie are gonna feel like the women, they're women that don't like baseball, aren't as good as her. So then they changed it, what? So that she's gotta like, she decides to like show him that he ca- she cares about him by trying to make breakfast for him, and she fails miserably. She like just can't even make coffee and stuff like that. So they gave her like this kind of embarrassing little scene where she can't do like housework, and then that's how they end up reconciling. Like I tried, I love you, but they had to like knock her down a little bit because she was Jesus. too perfect. And that's how they end. And Catherine Hepburn apparently was not happy with how this, the how they no, changed it. No, she's a badass. Yeah, but lady. it still got like a screenplay Oscar nomination. <laughs> and what happened with the orphan kid at the end? I sent it away. Oh my god, <laughs> it's gone. What is this movie? It's gone. It, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's an entertaining movie. Catherine Hepburn. I mean, it's a classic pairing right there. So yeah, that was a pretty good one. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. So then I watched. I have less to say about other ones, I guess. I, I watched Rebecca uh, from. 1940, that's Alfred Hitchcock, and the reason I've been wanting to watch this one for a while because it's what Paul Thomas Anderson kind of referred to as kind of being a lot of the spiritual inspiration for Phantom Thread, the Daniel Day-Lewis oh, mm-hmm. movie. And so if you watch it, they're very different, but it, you can definitely see what he was going for. And I've been meaning to watch this, but, you know, it's, I mean, you get a Criterion disc, that costs money. Yeah, I could rent it. Oh, yeah, whatever. But now it was just on the that Ooh. one was that even on, that was actually just on another like free app that just takes. This was from a YouTube or something. It oh. was just on YouTube. You watched a movie on YouTube? Well, it was through the app, oh. but it was I don't know. It was there's so many the, the gadgets and the what to do's are in the world. Technology is insane. But anyway, so then I watched uh, It Happened One Night, which is a Frank Capra movie from 1934. That's got another like reporter movie. Clark Gable's a reporter. He is uh, chasing down, like, this heiress who's, like, run away from her husband, and they're on, like, a bus, and it's just, like, a very, like, you've like you've seen what other movies have done because of this one or whatever, and it's pretty good. Um, ooh, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I'd never seen. Mm-hmm. That's Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, and that's not, uh, so that, that one's not, uh, you can't watch that with the kids on. That's, like, because it's from 66, and they're, uh, they're having a... Uh, a rough marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of drinking and all sorts of stuff. Ooh, that's a oh man, what a, that's a movie right there. Mike Nichols, that was like a his big kind of yeah. like big breakout debut, an amazing movie. I, I love that one. That was probably the favorite, my favorite one of all the ones I watched. I knew and some of these are just these are blind spots. Someone like me who really loves movies, I haven't seen some of these, so I was really excited about that. Uh, you can't take it with you was another Frank Capper movie that I watched. That's kind of like this crazy family. It's like this. Uh, uh, you know, like a, I guess he's coming to dinner, but also kind of like uh, meet the like it's like the meet the parents like is uh, from this mm-hmm. concept of like a highfalutin family who has to learn how to deal with the kooky. I guess it's more like meet the Fockers. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> what a comparison, right? I'm comparing these uh, 1930s movies to Meet the Fockers. As you're talking about these 30s and 40s movies, mm-hmm. it's making me think um, my mom has been going through Grandpa's travel journals, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of pages from when he was stationed in World War II. And a lot of it was like when they would go see movies. And a lot of these movies are, I remember, are in his journals. So I think it'd be fun to go back and watch some of those. That's really cool. Because he'd talk about like, just, oh, oh, Catherine Hepburn or who, you know, he'd just be like, wow, she's a great lady. (laughs) Just like his little comments about the movie. Well, I ended up watching a lot of these in like like bursts. So I saw a couple of Catherine Hepburn in a row. And then prior to that, I'd been watching like the Judy Garland movies because you were... You kind of watched some of on before the Oscars and it actually aired. You watched some of A Star Is Born from 1954, mm-hmm. which you haven't even seen. The Star Is Born from last year, nope. But you did. Now you've seen the Judy Garland 1954 version, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's pretty good, but it's like uh, it's got the same problems I have with the new one. Plus, the music isn't like it doesn't really hold up. I didn't um, think. What I thought was funny about this movie yeah. was when I go, "Oh, Judy Garland, yeah." Did you know, like, Liza Minnelli's her daughter? And you were like, what? How yeah. did you go your... How how are you Tyler without knowing that Liza Minnelli is Judy Garland's daughter? No, that, I don't know. That never escaped me. But then once you said that, I was like, oh, my God. Does she all... She just looks like Liza Like, it's yes. obvious. It's yeah. so obvious. Yeah, when she's got the short hair and... Oh, I couldn't even... Certain eyeliner, makeup get, style. I couldn't even get over it. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of those weird, like, facts that never... I never was in my brain, I guess. It yeah. probably... Maybe it's been told to me or I knew that, but I'm then pretty certain I watched an interview of Liza Minnelli with you where she was talking about Judy Garland as her mom and how she doesn't like there was she shared a story about singing somewhere over the rainbow and listen i don't there's the internet and i am i don't need to know facts anymore it's all right there for me i, I don't know. need to know anything I know. except when i'm watching a star is born i'm like she looks like liza minnelli um what i liked about a star is born this old one mm-hmm. was the ending where the guy like kills himself oh, spoilers for a star is born well, yeah i don't know if that happens in the new one spoilers for a star is born <laughs> <laughs> could change it and how he just like like beautifully walks off into the ocean uh-huh. at sunset. Yeah, it's very it's pretty gorgeous. It's pretty glamorous. It's glorified suicide. Yeah, uh, yeah. The new one doesn't. Well, I have got pro- I've got problems with this whole arc actually, and I think it's a problem in the new one too. And how mostly how it's handled actually. No, <laughs> I don't know. It they've never gotten it right. It seems like um, no, I don't know. It's one of these weird things. I I've got a I could go into a whole. It, that seems like we're past this now. Like that one's. That was weird, though, that uh, you Star is Born... You haven't made a complete thought in the last, mm. like, 45 seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Say something. Mm, mm. <laughs> no, I got nothing. You got nothing. I okay. Got nothing. Uh, you know, the last thing I'm... You know, oh, I've been doing this musical thing. I've been trying to figure out um, what kind of musicals I like, right? Turns yes. out, if I like the music a lot, I like the musical. Yeah, that's what I... For yeah. example... Probably the, but I, this is another huge blind spot. Never seen. I've seen some other Beatles uh, movies. Not seen a Hard Day's Night. Holy shit, that's an amazing. It's an amazing movie. Duh. And yeah. Well, it's got great music, but it's also just like the way it's shot and like, like it's it really like predates a lot of like these like empty like that's what's great about the TCM app. They're even talking about like how this. It's like Richard Lester who ended up like making Superman two. He like used all these like ways of filming the band playing music that ended up being like how we kind of see music music videos and stuff like that so if you read some of the article before you start the movie then you kind of get to like get in the zone of what's going on it's just really fun 
What a great movie, though. You're so old now. Uh, you were totally getting off on like the Turner Classic movie, like the little pitch beforehand. We're like, well, in this movie, well, blah 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 blah. What's funny is that like because of I I try to stay up on new releases, and I've been doing yeah. that for a long time because yeah. I write reviews, and I've been doing that for a while, and so I only really get. Um, Occasional time, if I really am compelled or if it's easily available, I can watch some older things that are new to me or something like that. And, um, yeah. But like this you, makes it so easy. I feel like you resisted this in your 20s. And I've just burnt, I, I, I was, I've been burned out a little bit on, um, new stuff. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it's that time of year where I, I don't really love what's in the theater anyway. And for the mm. most part, I'm just kind of waiting for a few things to come out anyway. So I'm just like, this is a good time period for me to kind of like, do you feel like you're doing, moving. like, bonus homework assignments? Kind of, but it's fun. Is it know. fun? Or and, I you... could, and the other bonus is that, again, a lot of these older ones I can have on. There's so little things I can actually have on during the day when there's, like, kids running around. Like, there's, there's like, nothing. Nothing that's, like... Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching a lot of that. I like Boy Meets World. You can go back to Saved by the Bell. I could. Saved by the Bell is problematic, though. <laughs> <laughs> To hear about how Saved by the Bell is problematic, you can tune into a future podcast. Which will start at some point. In the next couple of weeks, hosted by Tyler, I, and our good friend Jonah. A couple of weeks, you're really putting that out there. Yeah. It's Beat called the fire. Saved by the Bell to the Max. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Okay, Tyler. Um, I mean, I else? saw other stuff, but like, we, I can move on. That's fine. I've been watching stuff. There's some stuff that some of that stuff's not great. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, eh, and then you kind of end up just like letting it run or turning it off. I won't even mention some of that, but yeah, there's some of those you're just like, ah, I'm not feeling this. Do it you, feels dated. Are you you good in your life with turning movies off and not finishing them? Yeah. Well, when they're all so easily like available, and you're just like, if you're not gelling with it and it you know it's just not your thing that's surprising because you seem like a completionist like you like to complete things i do but i i think it's because i'm just like well there's like there's 15 other things on my watch list this is expiring i'm not feeling this but oh you know another one i watched <laughs> <laughs> sure this, this is a, a special episode where we'll only talk about <laughs> Turner Classic Movies. This one's more Tyler. recent. It's from 1981. It's The Big Chill, which you've probably seen. A lot of people have, but I'll tell you why I've never seen it. I'm looking two it up reasons. Real quick. The Big Chill. There's two reasons why it's full a cast full of people: Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt, uh, Kevin Klein, Glenn Came Close. 83 though, which is when we were 83. Born. Okay, so, so. Glenn that that also would have my radar because Glenn Close was you know almost won the Oscar. Blah blah blah. She didn't win, but um, so I've been thinking about that. But there's two reasons why I never watched The Big Chill up until uh, recently. Number one is it's revered and every time that they put it on some kind of like montage or they show a clip from the big chill it's always the scene where all of them are in the kitchen that's the only pictures i'm seeing they're dancing all, around yeah. singing and it's it, it, out of context it's really obnoxious and i don't I, you don't want to watch the movie does the whole movie take place in one house no they go out a little bit that's all the pictures i'm seeing no they get out a little bit it's over the course of like a weekend um, the other reason why I didn't watch The Big Chill was that in the movie High Fidelity, <laughs> Jack Black's character, like, they're trying to make, like, a playlist or for whatever, and there was, like, a song they wanted to put on there, but he says, no, you can't, like, yeah, that's a great song, but it's uh, invalid It's invalid because of its association with The Big Chill, because The Big Chill was, like, a big soundtrack album or mm -hmm. whatever. But I always equated it as, like, 
Well, that Jack Black character doesn't like that movie, so I'm not going to watch so it. So, therefore, it's terrible. So, I never watched it until Aww. now. And it's pretty good. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Right. I liked it. It was great. It was great. I mean, it's just full of people that, I mean, the actors that we love are in the movie right now. It's great. Tom Berenger? You love Tom Berenger. I, you, twice a day, you're just like, I love Tom Berenger. God damn that I, Tom Berenger. I love his mustache. I love Major League. I love Major League 2. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. All right, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> 20 minutes in, we've just talked about Turner Classic Movies. Maybe they should uh, Some... sponsor this podcast today. They don't need it. <laughs> Hashtag TCM. They don't need it. <laughs> um, I haven't watched, I don't think, any movies except for Street Fighter and uh, whatever that one you just talked about. But in Street Fighter's defense, once you watch Street Fighter, you don't want to watch another movie ever again. That's true. I also didn't really watch the Oscars with you. You made me mad, and I was like, screw you, I'm not watching these with you, and then the kids were being really loud, and I was like, whatever, I'm not going to keep them quiet. In your face. Yeah, you really missed out. <laughs> and then I was like, I was hearing some of the speeches, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I think we watched, uh, I, you watched like about eight minutes of highlights the next day. Yeah. You're good. You watched uh, Bradley Cooper and the Lady Gog sing. Mm -hmm. They were good, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw Spike Lee. I mean, what else is there? Olivia Coleman had a good speech when she won. I like that win, but... Yep. Green Book. Boo. Well, shall we talk about our future film? Our future film? Our feature film of the podcast? I thought you were going to talk about some TV show you were watching. Oh, no. You spent 20 minutes talking about your movies. <laughs> Plus, nobody needs to hear about the garbage TV I watch. You watched the show The Magicians. I do. And I just checked to see, because I knew their most recent season was due to come out, you know, this winter or whatever, and it did. So there's six six episodes in, so I had to find a login to get into the Sci-Fi Channel, mm -hmm. and then watch six episodes today. Yeah, and so what did your uh, seven year old daughter think about uh, you watching those today? She was real pissed off at me. You had it. You had it in your ear. You had it on your phone. I was around, but I was. She doing was other furious. Stuff she was like, she I think has this expectation that because I work Monday to Friday, that the weekend is. Is she owns me on the weekend and gets to have my undivided attention, mm -hmm. which she has gotten so much extra time with me in the last like four days. I think she was getting kind of used to it. So I was sitting there on the couch, probably on episode five, <laughs> and these are like forty five minutes long. So it's been a it's been a day long task. God, she just started chewing me out. She was yelling at me, and then she was like, "You just you're been on your phone all day, and that's not good. And you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. You're being a little bit lazy." <laughs> To which I heard this thing, <laughs> and I was downstairs, and I started laughing really hard because it was so funny. Was she so, chewed you out so good. She fucking ripped me. She a called new you one. out, man. That oh was my great. god! When your seven year old rips you a new <laughs> one and calls you out for watching you shows suck. all day, I want to be like, "Fuck you! You have watched like ten hours straight of Curious George before. Like, get off my ass." Well, you know, you are in charge of that. You could turn off Curious George. <laughs> But I'm usually also watching or reading or That's doing something else. That's what you do. Else. You're like, here, yeah, go do that. You, yeah. here, I'll be clear. You don't usually do this, but you got real excited about these magicians I episodes did. for some reason. Well, you know what? I spent three fucking hours with them this morning making a whole fucking breakfast. Uh-huh. So I did my parenting for the day. <laughs> Done. Three hours. I'm, I'm a three-hour-a-day parenter. That's what I do. 
I'm real good in those three hours, and then I'm out. Well, what do you think I was doing when I was watching all the TCM movies now? It's also good is that you can, like, because they're old, you can kind of, like, yeah. tune them out a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. So I got my ass chewed for watching The Magicians, which is not a great show, but I quite enjoy it. To be clear, you got your ass chewed out by the kid for watching The Magicians when you would usually get your ass chewed out by me being like, what is this stupid show? I know. It's kind of like filling my, like, Buffy... Uh, spot. I was listening to the soundtrack to the music club, so the you were. earlier today. What I like about um, the magicians is it's like for adults. It's for it's like mature audiences. They like say fuck. It's like it's like the Chronicles of Narnia for adults. So if you like fantasy stuff, but you also like there's and you this... like Jesus because that's what the Chronicles of Narnia is about, right? No, it's very. I mean, is there a Jesus? There line? was a there was a line in today's today's episode episode six, um, where one of the characters who I freaking love, she's this girl who's just like very fashionable, but she's also super bitchy, and she's very very feminist, but like in a really like not typical feminist way like you wouldn't think of it when you get to know her character and then the things she says are fucking hilarious so jesus did come up she was like jesus tits <laughs> she likes to not say like don't be a pussy she's like don't be a nutbag like nutbag up things like things like this is she the one with the eye patch yes <laughs> she doesn't have it all the time but yes that's her it's so bad. I only know very little parts of this show. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> there was one that you had on. This was like months ago when you were watching it. And there was like someone that was like going in and out of a body, but they were like cracking jokes. It was so strange. I was just like, I can't. I can't was even watch this, this show? for five minutes. I don't know. This is your Shadowhunters. Who knows what you're watching? I haven't watched Shad- Shadowhunters. been off for a while. I don't know if they're coming back. That was also a good show. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that takes me into what I've been watching. Okay, I forced, great. I forced the kids to watch Troll Hunters mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's Guillermo del, del Toro's like cartoon show, right? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good for a kid's show. I'm sure it's good for a kid's show. I How mean, reductive I mean, you. there's no like fucks in it. That's all you care about, as long as you want people swearing your yes. whole time that you're watching yes, shows. Yes, I rate a show based on the number of fucks that are said. And your favorite movie is Good Will Hunting or Goodfellas, right? Probably. Because of all the fucks in all those the movies. Fucks. Right. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Okay. So let's get into it. We're about 26 minutes in. That's uh, that's a good uh, time to start talking about the movie. Hey, if you're going to uh, uh, start talking about Street Fighter, I want you to take a look at this. <laughs> so to get pumped up for this uh, podcast, Tyler was uh, standing in the room here playing some Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2. I like how you were standing to play it. Uh-huh. Tell me why you were standing. Because I plugged in the second controller, uh-huh. and there's a chair free, and you said you are going to want to try it out, and then you were like, oh, I want to go over there and play I'm not going to sit in the chair while you're standing next to me. We have two fucking great Lazy Boy recliners. Clear the fucking one off like I asked you to, so we could both sit and play. It's really awkward if you're standing there, like, above me playing. Seems like an advantage for Street Fighter. It's not. <laughs> I am notoriously bad at all of pretty much any. You know why? I'm bad I'll tell at you why games. you're bad at these games. Because yeah. you, the rebel in you, fucking refuses to learn the like um, combinations. The combinations. You're like, fuck yeah. that. I'm gonna push a lot of buttons. I well, I always get frustrated because I like, yeah, you have to learn like the button combinations. Now there is okay. I will if I if there's certain motiv- motivation that I can get uh, to cool get cool moves. For example. 
in the Injustice 2 game where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are playable characters, I indeed learned all of their special moves and how to do them oh, with the correct button uh, usage because I wanted to be able to do all the things that a turtle can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're you amazing. Got it. <laughs> that just happened. All right, so before we went back and watched Street Fighter... Right. Uh, we wrote down what we remember. Okay. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. In the segment, what do you remember? I think he changed the song. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? Um, I wrote one sentence. Mm-hmm. JCVD, bam, goes out on the streets and fights some people. So it's clear that you did not see this movie at any point. <laughs> I don't think I did. Right. Um, well, I mean, that's a good guess, considering yeah. the name of it. And who's on the cover, yeah. yeah. But what's surprising about Street Fighter, of course, is that there is no fighting in the streets in this movie whatsoever. It's a pretty confusing there's, title. There's no fighting in the streets. Yeah, pretty confusing title. I wrote a little bit more. A movie that takes the very simple concept of a fighting video game and turns it into a convoluted military th- uh, thriller where JCVD has to stop Raul Julia's invasion of a made-up country. Seriously, what the fuck is the deal with this movie? And why isn't there more street fighting, see? You could just make blood sport with the Street Fighter characters, but instead they gave us this shit. And that is kind oh. of what this is. Is it shit? Because I'm pretty certain it's not shit. Well, it's just fascinating. Bef- because someone really had an idea about how to make a Street Fighter movie, and they went for it. Well, I love that it's based on a video game. <laughs> well, That's when sure. you really know it's going to be really good. But but is it? <laughs> so It's not really based on the video game. Based on that, mm-hmm. I'm already out of coffee tonight. Oh, okay. So it's tea time with Tyler. Great. Where... I fill up my tea or coffee, as the winter beverage is calling me this season. Um, And you have until I'm done filling it up to answer my question. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Tyler Wilson, name some movies based on video games. Well, you've got Street Fighter, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. You've got Mortal Kombat. You've got Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You've got Super Mario Brothers. You've got... Mm, Battleship's a board game. That's not really based on a video game. Oh, man. Now I'm running dry. Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2. All those Resident Evils. Those were video games first? Yes, dear. Uh, Silent Hill? That's a video game, right? Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, the creator of life. New Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander. Uh, Stop. That's pretty good. Do you want some more coffee? A little bit free fill. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Jumanji, but that was a board movie. game. And board it was not game. a board game. No. no, it was a book, though. Uh, it was a book, and then it was, uh, yeah. Um, which of those were good? Street Fighter. No, I mean, seriously, though. <laughs> Any of those good? Which ones did I say? <laughs> I can remember. So that, there are some defenders of that new Tomb Raider movie. I like Resident Evil. I don't. <laughs> None Is that of those the one where she f- she's a half vampire, half werewolf? That is a great question. No, that's Underworld. That's Kate Beckinsale. You're thinking of Mila Jovich? I don't know what her deal is. Zombies? Is that yeah, zombies? Yeah, like zombies. Yeah. Oh, I get kind of tired of those ones. Yeah, and yet you've seen all those. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, terrible. I like uh, the Underworld. And yeah, that's not a game, though. Doom. They made Doom with The Rock. Very terrible movie. I like that you mentioned Mario Brothers. Oh. Are we going to watch that? Do you that? mean future episodes super mario brothers yeah <laughs> yeah okay i good. do mean that that's a movie that that i mean that will win 
that is that is not at all like what you expect it I to be. I feel like I do remember seeing it, but I don't remember it. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. I made you watch it. You made me watch it? Years ago. No. I, I still, yeah, I had no. the VHS no d- way. copy of it and I made you watch it. Don't worry, I have no a DVD way. now. I've secured a DVD. What? Why? <laughs> because, Why? I, by the way, I secured it at the same purchase of a Street Fighter DVD. Why? Because you gotta have these movies, dear. For, like, the apocalypse? You yeah. better get a fucking generator so we can play these movies. I kind of want to turn on Street Fighter right now. Street Fighter? <laughs> yeah. Or Mario Brothers? Both. Either. When did Fire Mario Brothers up? come out? 93 or somewhere around there. I need some high stats because we got to talk about the guy who made this movie. Okay. Our high stats for Street Fighter are it is rated... PG-13. PG-13. But it was rated maybe R at one point. I remember reading that. Oh, it clocks in at one hour and 42 minutes. About 12 minutes over where it should be. Maybe about 22 minutes over it should be. 42 minutes. It should have been a nice hour TV special. There's a lot of stretching in this movie. Um, And it came out... Oh, it was a Christmas movie. Of course it was. December 23rd, 1994. Wow, that actually brings me back a little bit. I feel like this was a movie that I tried to get to... I don't think I made it till after Christmas, but... You tried to scam your parents into taking I was like, we gotta go to Street Fighter. I feel like it was this Christmas break movie, though. It happened. For Christmas, what producer thinks, hey, I know when we should release this? Counter-programming. They always put out a variety. Aquaman came out at Christmas this year. Um, Aquaman is fun. Yeah, it was. Bumblebee. We had, I mean, they put horror movies out Mm -hmm. during Mm -hmm. the holidays. This is what they do. Okay. They they try to hit all quadrants. It was written and directed by Stephen E. D'Souza. Yeah, who is notable for writing mm, a classic and some other movies too, but a classic. He wrote Die Hard. He wrote Die Hard. Yeah, that's why this movie's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, it stars Jean Claude Van Damme. Sure does. As Colonel Guile. Yep. Raoul Julia as Bison. Mm-hmm. And Ming Na Wen as Chun Li. Okay, put the computer down. It's time for one more segment before we we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna hijack your segment to do my segment, no. and then no. we're gonna and then we're gonna go back to your segment because I want to hear the box office numbers. But we're hijacking it right now. Don't look at that computer. It's the no no it's time. Don't for, make me. Look it's time bad. for no. Angel explains it all. Okay, it's a variation of Angel explains it all. But I will still do the Angel Explains It All song. Na 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 na. If only they could see your dancing in between that pause. Na 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 na. Okay, this is a variation of Angel Explains It All. It's Angela knows it all. Oh shit! So you already got three. Ra- you just said three of them. Uh huh. Stop looking at that computer. Oh, I got it open. If you make me list more people in this movie, nope, I'm gonna close look. It. I want to know. About as many Street Fighter characters that you can name. You've seen the movie. There are 15 in this movie. There are 15? Yes. Well, in the trailer we just watched. Yeah, it'll help you too. <laughs> there was like Kai Ren or Kai, wow. Kai Ru? Kai Ru. Maybe come back to that Kai one. Kai Ro. <laughs> it's something with a Kai. Come back it's to the that Asian one. guy. Come back to that with one. The red. Let it go. <laughs> come back um, to that one. There's like Mandy. <laughs> Or candy or something like that. Manda. I don't remember. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> oh my god. I can't I I can't not look over here. Don't look over there. Um bison. You got bison? Yeah. What have I so you've gotten bison so far. I've got I'm counting one. You've not hit anyone yet. Colonel Giles. <laughs> Colonel Giles? Guile? There you go. That's two. <laughs> the Asian lady I just <laughs> said. 
Played Chun- by the great Chun-Li? Minya. Chun-Li? Yeah. Chun-Li, yeah, Chun- that's three. Uh-huh. Uh, Rai- Ka- Ryu? Skip it. <laughs> Ryu. Ryu, there you okay. go. That's Ryu. four. Cammy? Cammy, there you go. Mandy was a pretty funny one. Mandy, Candy, <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Um, you there's just, that. You've only named the ones in that trailer so There's far. that big guy. Yeah, what's his name? Mm, probably something sort of racist. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look. I'm going to peek. Stop peeking. Oh, I never would have guessed any of these. <laughs> Why are you stopping? I can't. I want you I to guess. Know. Well, you got, you're mixing, you're combining Ken and Ryu, which is funny because they do spend the whole movie together, of course. Ken. Ken. And Ryu, Honda, Vega, Sagat, Zangief, Bison, Cami, Balrog, uh, Dal- Dalsam, uh, Blanca. DJ D- T-Hawk. DJ T-Hawk. I already forgot about Captain those guys. Captain Sawada. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> An official. <laughs> That's the UN official. Okay. No, Sorry it says to... A-N. Well, yeah, no, but it, I know, but, you know, they, okay. it's the variation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finish my high stats. Sorry for hijacking. You're such a shit. <laughs> I didn't play the game. If I had played Candy. the game, I probably would have known more. I tried to get you to play it right before we recorded. You who were done... you playing right there? Oh, I played I several characters. No, but who were you playing? The big guy with the... Bison? No, you weren't playing Bison. I played as Guile. I played as Bison is why you were sitting there. What was the too. big guy? What's the big guy's name? Honda? Balrog? Zangief? The one that ends up good at the end. Zangief. Zangief? Yeah. Okay. The Russian guy. His real name's Andrew Brynyarski. Do you mean the actor's name? Yeah. What I'm, I what I would guess though is that even if you had sat and played the game for a half an hour, and which you played a variety of characters, and then we came over here to record the podcast, I'm still not confident that you would have gotten any of those names. Well, I didn't have like years of memorizing like you did. Okay. So the budget for this movie, who? Was uh, $35 million. 94. How? How do they spend $35 million on this movie? I don't think it's on the screen. The costumes? <laughs> the explosions? <laughs> There's a few explosions, sure. Fuck. They play JCVD. I think that, well, if, you, if you're digging into uh, uh, the great Wikipedia, the all-powerful and all-knowing Wikipedia, the, 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 the argument or the comments they make is that they spent a lot of money on JCVD and Raul Julia and then spent very little on everything else. Yeah, that that checks out. It does check out. Um, it grossed in the U.S. thirty three million, and then one hundred five million worldwide. So what's also funny is I also read another thing about like how the director or the writer was like bragging about this is one of the movies that made a hundred million dollars for JCVD. It's like yeah, worldwide. <laughs> it wasn't like a hundred million dollar hit in this country. It was fairly poorly reviewed. I'm going to assume. I remember seeing it, and wow. Yeah, what do you remember seeing? Yeah, tell us about it. I don't, I, like I said, it's coming back to me. That Christmas thing mm-hmm. really it's triggered. It's starting to trigger some this, memories. It feels like it was like a Christmas break movie I saw it. Or. Or. Mm, no. Let me just rub my brain a little bit. This might have been like a discount theater situation. Like about a month or two later where we went to the discount theater and had some bottomless popcorn and watched Street Fighter. That checks I mean, out. I could see your parents not willing to my, spend it was my money mom, on this one. My mom yeah. and I definitely went to the discount theater and we saw Street Fighter. It's there. You need to be nice to your mom for all these terrible movies. You know what? I would say that she probably wanted to see this. 
Oh, yeah. She was like, hey, kid, you want to go see Street she Fighter? She will go see anything. She'll watch anything. If it's playing in a movie theater and it's like a dollar and she can get bottomless popcorn, she's gone. She'll watch anything, but you know what she won't do? Hmm. Listen to this podcast. Nope. Not. She'll never <laughs> listen to it. It's we never going to happen. talk as much shit as we want I'm about not gonna your mom. I love my mom, but she's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> never going to do it. She's not going to do it. Oh, my God. We could make up all sorts of stories. She would never know. <laughs> Okay. So, what do we want to talk about with uh, Street Fighter? You well, want to go through the movie? Do you want to talk about... It's incredible. Mm-hmm. In that, for some reason, they really wanted to get to the point where it was the game. They wanted to yeah. find a logical way to get everybody in their move, their video game costumes. In their costumes, yeah. And to have a fight at the end. So... Basically, about an hour and ten minutes of this hour and forty minute movie is like this weird setup of trying to get these all these characters in one place and into their costumes. Mm-hmm. Most hilarious, of course, would be uh, Chung Lee, who is just she's a reporter the whole time, and well, one time she does dress up as like a ninja and like infiltrates somewhere, but like because she gets captured later. M. Bison just decides, like, well, I've captured you. So he does a thing of, like, I'm going to put you in a dress. And what the, instead of a dress, it's going to be this Chung Lee outfit from the game. And I'm going to style your hair to match it. It's <laughs> pretty great. Um, but, yeah, everything is just this weird stretch. That's not even the lead. I mean, they have to create a backstory for the Blanca character, which is, like, a green lizardy looking guy, right? Mm-hmm. This movie spends a whole bunch of time about, like, capturing Jean-Claude Van Damme's friend, a military guy. He has to undergo a process, not only that is a physical transformation, but he has to wear giant goggles on his eyes that shows really horrible, evil images of, like, Nazi Germany and fire and brimstone so that he can turn evil Mm -hmm. but don't worry because the scientist guy doesn't want to do that so what does he do to change it he puts images of nice things like weddings and butterflies and and, puppies and puppies so then when he finally gets out he has two minds about everything Mm -hmm. amazing why do we need (laughs) is that a character in the in the street fighting why would no, I mean, Why like, would what, they ever go to the great lengths to create this thing? What character is that? Blanca. Blanca. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> Why but, would they ever do that if it wasn't to get I to the point? I thought it was weird in the movie they didn't let him finish getting developed, so I wasn't sure what he was like in the game. Well, you never met... No, he looks like that gr- a green, like a green Hulk guy with hair. So that's what he looks like. And then even, like, the the scientist guy... He is a name. It's Do- I don't ever know how to say his name. Dalsum or whatever. Mm-hmm. He is just a scientist guy, right? Mm-hmm. But even in this movie, he has to get awkwardly, like, a- a- acid awkwardly thrown on him that will burn his clothes off and his hair off so that he ends up at the end of the movie for one minute looking like the character <laughs> in the video I game. I miss that scene. Yeah, because it's a blink and you miss it, but they got everybody in oh, wow. their costumes. T-Hawk, who is uh, one of Colonel Guile's uh, people... He's on the good side. Uh-huh. He has to have a line of dialogue toward this fight where he's, like, putting on the air, uh, the feather uh, headband, right? Because he has a feather headband in the game. So this movie's like, we have to explain this somehow, of course. We can't just have this guy put a, a headband on. That would make no sense. So oh, yeah, I remember Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, hey, T-Hawk, what's with the headband? And he's like... And then he gives, like, some, like, it's Cherokee or it's from my people or something. Brings me luck. T- 
oh my god, we stopped the movie for this. And everybody has one of these moments where we have to like somehow get them, if they're not already in their costumes, to get them in their costumes. They're not fighting. There's a whole movie where there's almost fighting. Ken and Ryu, they get sent up with uh, uh, Vega, who's my favorite player when I was a kid because he kind of was like Wolverine. He had a mask. Okay, Vega was cool because he had a mask like Casey Jones from the mm-hmm. Turtles, but then claws on his hands like Wolverine. And so that he was real fun. pretty hot. Yeah. He's a Spanish guy or whatever, and he just bounces around, and he's clawing everybody up, right? So you get real excited because in the movie early on, he gets introduced with his claws and his mask, and Ken and Ryu are there, and they're about to fight in, like, a cage match. It's going to be great. And then it gets broken up. <laughs> what a bunch of delayed reactions over and over and over again until the end. It's just so many delayed things. <sighs> Um, I did take notes during this movie. You did? Mm-hmm. What were some of the notes you took? Mm-hmm. Some of the notes I took, um, well, it opens up in, in, as like a news story or something. And the uh, <laughs> well, newscaster, Chung Lee, yeah. is saying like a crisis in Shadaloo. Yeah, made up. Shadaloo. Yeah, that's the country. Well, let's break down this word okay. just for a hot second here. Shataloo. Well, no, Shad in a loo? Shadaloo. So it's basically like shat in a toilet. Shit in a toilet. It's a D, but yeah. Shadaloo. It's, it's, come on though. It's on the Newsweek, Newsweek cover later. Shadaloo. Oh, that was what I was going to talk about. Tyler. Shadaloo. The place is basically saying it's a it's, it's a, a piece shithole. of shit in a toilet. It's yeah. a shithole. It's a shill. Shithole. Yeah, that's, that's foreign policy for some administrations. Uh, yeah, listen, it's great. Oh, by the way, since we're talking about the beginning, the credits are going, six editors on this movie. <laughs> what are, what do those editors do back in 1994? Are they like, are they like with their scissors, like cutting film? <laughs> I mean. No, I'm like seriously asking. There's machines, but yeah, I mean, there's like the real to real. They're like scissors. No, they're it's real. <laughs> no, it's like real to real. I don't know what real to real means. Like you got you got one feed going, and then you're like uh, playing it, and then you're making a new version over here. So you're like cutting pieces and putting it onto that other. I don't machine. know what that means. Cutting is it literally like physically cutting? No, it's like recording Copying? onto like a VH. Like you know how you like record it off a of VCR when you're recording like a movie. It's kind of like that. Okay. I did it very when I was before college. We actually had. Uh, this is how old I am. Yes, we were just you're like an old digital editing was kind of new, <laughs> so we got it in college. But in high school, other than our senior year, we were doing real to real editing, and it was slow as shit. You would tell me about cutting film, and I literally was envisioning you c- cutting. No, we weren't cutting anything because we were still recording. On like, no, we weren't cutting anything. It's cutting, like you know, cut. All right. <laughs> I, apparently, I'm just really stupid. Now, Street Fighter. Now, it could be because there's six of them. They, that's my. Maybe that's what they were doing. They were manually making this film. They could have been. Okay. As far as I know, so six editors on the thing. That's pretty good. This is so complex. Rather than just okay, it's got Jean Claude Van Damme in it. He's been in a movie where he just goes to a tournament and fights. Mm-hmm. He's been in a couple movies like yeah. that. It's been in a few movies like that. Yep. That's. All you could do is Street Fighter, and you could call it good and just have a bunch of fighting. You could just have fight after fight in a ring. Yeah, a bunch. In a ring. Yeah. Have, you know, colorful characters yelling at each other. You know, there could be some conflict. There could be some intrigue, someone cheating or bison. You know, in the Mortal Kombat movie, like, they're going to a tournament, and the the stakes of the tournament, of course, is they don't win. Something terrible is going to happen to the world. So there's, like, there's stakes you could have. But clearly, this diehard writer was like, (laughs) you know what? Challenge accepted. I'm going to take this video game and I'm going to make a real fucking movie out of it. epic. We're going to make a a real... I'm going to tell a story. We're going to take our viewers to the magical world of Shadaloo. Of Shat... 
Alu. We're going to introduce him to a, a dictator, uh, M. Bison, mm-hmm. who is played by Raul Julia. This is his final film role. Uh, you didn't seem to have much uh, knowledge of Raul Julia before I had only movie. seen him in The Addams Family. And he's in other things, but yeah, I mean, that's for our generation, The Addams Family is where it's at. And he's, listen, he was very sick when he made this movie. Mm-hmm. He was had stomach cancer, et cetera, et cetera. But man... He brings it, man. He is He's like, delivering this dialogue. He's like, this is my last movie. I think I read a thing where he was excited to do this movie because he thought it would help him get closer to his kids who were super into Street Fighter. Nice. So he was clearly in it for his kids, which is kind of endearing. Compared to Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was more into Cami and cocaine. Cami, who was played by... Kylie Minogue. Mm-hmm. Who's is it dude. Minogue or Minogue? Either way. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, she and him were probably banging on the set. Wasn't there rumors of that? Oh, yeah. And he was also doing a mound of cocaine during this entire filming. Like, he was coked out of his mind. Like, he, I think, has interviews where he openly talks about it. Yeah, he's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's coked out of my mind. Don't Jason even remember filming that movie. He's the best. Okay, so then he, Bison's in charge of, like, this regime who's taken over this country. He's kidnapped some uh, hostages, including, like, some soldiers, including... Colonel Giles, buddy. This is like the UN like group, mm-hmm. and they're a military force, I guess. They're kind of like I don't know. He's in charge of it, and they're trying to take get him back, right? Mm-hmm. Chung Lee's a reporter. She's got a crew that includes like uh, Balrog and Honda. He, a, one's a boxer. Yeah, because he's got to get his boxing gloves on, and he keeps them on because that's his character. Yep. And then Honda's got to get his shirt off because he's a sumo guy, right? Um, but anyway, oh, and then Ken and. Ryu are just around, like, they're just trying to get into some schemes and some hoo-hahs and some uh, flim-flams, basically, and they get involved with Sagat. Sagat's kind of involved with Bison. Sagat's with Vega. There's a lot going on to get these guys to fight, and then they still don't fight. Even when they had a chance to get Ken and Ryu to fight Vega, they don't do it. Hmm. But what they do do is give Jean-Claude Van Damme a ton of hilarious dialogue, and that's nice. And that's our podcast. Thanks. <laughs> um, you want to talk about his amazing speech? Yeah. So, or like, no? I mean, oh, yeah, we could talk about a speech because that's like what people kind of remember about mm-hmm. it. Right. I mean, there's so much stupid shit that's going on in this movie. But it, like for 50 minutes, it just feels like nothing's happening. But then we finally get. It was it 50 fucking minutes before the speech. It goes well, because. OK. Oh, so my there's God. Like what a, happened? There's a death. They fake Colonel Guile's death so they can trick. Uh, bison and thinking he's dead because they're they're it's a it's a it's a royal rumble it's it's guile versus bison Mm -hmm. newsweek magazine later in the movie shows a cover of guile and bison squaring like it says showdown in in shadaloo this is the cover of a magazine in this world there's so many (laughs) whoever was the prop manager on this movie oh yeah they had a i don't know they didn't have a great budget because all of it looks kind of cheap but there's some funny stuff in here some of the statues that are Mm -hmm. in uh bison's room are hilarious his little um model of like his building or that he wants to make it's like shaped in the skull of like the street fighter logo there's another one too there's like honda's reading in a car i'm trying to remember this other thing that's in there it's so funny so many weird details including that newsweek uh magazine cover just someone was really working hard to Mm -hmm. like put 
put some realism into this world. You know what I mean? Oh, it was like a travel guide for like Shadaloo on a budget. Like oh they my made, God. like why do they need like <laughs> they made effort into put? We gotta we gotta make this a real place, guys. We need to have this book prop so they know people oh know God. when they're watching this so bad that we are on board. Right, so then, yeah, he they they. I mean, it doesn't. There's so much nonsense. Like Colonel Guile is dead, we think, but he's not. Chung Lee is sneaking in to find out what's going on. She <laughs> she goes into an empty room, and then there's <laughs> Colonel Guile's just laying on the slab with the blanket on, and he like pops up right then. <laughs> like, what's he been doing? Has he been laying out there for a while? Did he just wake up? What's he doing there? I think I was sleeping during this part of the movie. <laughs> this movie it's fantastic. how could i not sleep during this part of the movie but so doesn't bad. it but doesn't it get great it should have started at the speech oh yeah because it, it could the movie could have just started there it starts but then it actually kind of stops but you should play the speech because it's got this classic he's in by the way colonel guile uh he's wearing an, a, an american flag on his arm he is supposedly not only is an he american wearing on his arm he's got like a colorful tattoo of it oh, on yeah. his bicep biced up like he's oh, like a u.s flag i can't believe i forgot this right in the beginning you tell me about the chung lee report right mm-hmm. that's why i did that earlier because she gets an exclusive interview with guile and she's like what do you have to say to bice and he's like he grabs the microphone really aggressively he's like if i had something to say this is what i would say and he does a little fist high on he goes <laughs> <laughs> That's how this movie starts, and it's amazing. How could you say it's bad? It's yeah, great. so at the point before this speech, um, some nerdy white guy comes out of a limo with his little briefcase and goes over to to Colonel Guile. You mean a poindexter. A poindexter and is like, oh, we're canceling your attack on bison. We're going to seek negotiations. So Which he's asking for billions attack. of dollars. Yeah, because he's kidnapped people, so they're including and so uh, Guile is like, you can't negotiate. Like you're going to negotiate. This guy's crazy. So then he goes back to his um, troops and says the following. Well, first of all, doesn't he say like, uh, it's like you're, uh, you've lost your mind, Guile. He's like, no, you've lost your balls. Yeah, he did definitely say that. Awesome. <laughs> Here we go. Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going upriver, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? That son of a bitch. Son of bison. a bitch. Bison. So amazing. He can barely get through the dialogue. I love the, like, trumpet, almost taps playing in the uh, background. It's very, like, patriotic. And then this, your favorite character is introduced. Uh, I think it was your favorite character. 
I was just in this scene. There's a woman who's with Poindexter who comes in on the limo, and oh my god, is she flummoxed by everything that's going on? When the he gets the crowd going, he gets the soldiers going. They're rallying. I'm not sure where they're all going. They're going in a complete opposite direction because it's only him and Cammy and T Hawk in his boat. But they're all running around everywhere. And this woman, Poindexter's uh, I assistant, the, I think she's the equivalent of like on Veep. How um, oh like Tony Hale's Tony character. Hale plays the Buster. bag man. Buster right. plays the bag man. I feel like she's the Point 1994 Dexter's... bag woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she's not carrying a bag. Because but what she is carrying <laughs> is a shoe, a high heel, and she's, two high heels. She's lost her. She's she's got her shoes off. She's very panicked. Her she's face fucking bewildered. She is out of control. This is her big moment. She knew it. This actress. She was going for it. Or it's like it's like it's like she was picked to be an extra, and they're like, "You get a scene," and she's like, "Fuck yes!" And then she's like, "Ah." <laughs> and it's a great moment. The camera, she runs up to it. Like, she gets a great shot, right? But then that's not even it. She gets another great scene. But to um, get to that, you have to explain uh, Colonel Guile's hilarious boat. <laughs> oh. It's like the bat boat, right? It's got a, the fin. It's stealth, right? We're mm-hmm. told it's stealth. The way we see it's stealth is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, because, first of all, Bison has set up... Uh, so many cameras along this river that he keeps watching security feeds of this boat approaching his uh, facility, including a shot of, like, in front of the boat. So I think he's got, like... This is pre... Um, there's no dr- drones running around. No, nope, no drones. Maybe he's got futuristic drones. I'm not sure. I think this is around the time where um, the stealth... Was a big deal. Was a big deal. So they even call this like the st- it's like has stealth mode. Right, but then like it's so like to the point where like the camera shows it and they just see like the ripple of the waves going by and you can't see the boat. I was like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> like it's yeah. a special. But then what's great about the boat itself is that number one, it has his name written on the side of it. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> I'm pulling Kyle. up a t- I'm pulling up a picture. Feel free to check these pictures out of both the woman and this boat at oldmillennialsremember.com. It's got a, I mean it's gigantic. You would know who's in that boat from like a mile off. It's, it just says his name right on there like crazy. A huge spoiler on the back of it. It's a bat boat. And he crams Cammy and T-Hawk in there, right? Well, first, I just want to just make one more comment. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know when I'm going to go into stealth mode, uh-huh. I definitely want to have my full name on the vehicle I'm in. Like, if I'm going to go sneak up on someone, I definitely want my boat to say, Angela Yoshiko. Right. The yeah. whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's right on there. And what's great is that, I, okay, well, <laughs> we got to talk about the lady. The the Poindexter's running down to the dock, mm-hmm. and he's like, you can't do this. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He gets into the boat. He gets ready. He, it's kind of hilarious how he's sitting in the thing. And lady with her shoe is there. Mm-hmm. And he takes off, and it's got one of those jet, you know, it's a jet propulsion thing going on. Yep. So it just sprays a fuck ton of water at the, the Poindexter and his oh, assistant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the lady, she gets real wet. Not in the other way. Don't get dirty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but she gets soaked, right? And she's got her face again. She's like, ah! It's an amazing performance. Fuck Green Book. Oh, Give yeah. this lady an Oscar. Yeah, we had to pause and take a picture. So if you I really want to visualize what we're talking about, you can go check it out on I'm our website. I'm a little disappointed that the internet has not already created, like, GIFs of this moment. I think we can. I think there's apps where you can create GIFs. Yeah, well, we should do it. If we, someone should do it. it and several happen. memes as well. So many. 
of this woman. Yes. She's a from saint. Street Fighter. She's the real unsung hero. I think so. Of Street Fighter. So then they get in he gets in the boat and first of all He's got a lot of time. This is what's weird about this movie. It feels like we're finally, like, getting somewhere, right? But then we, like, slow down again. Like, it takes forever for him to get to the actual facility, mm-hmm. including there's, like, a rah-rah song going on about, like, we're going to go fight to save the world. What's it worth? I don't know what the song oh, is. Oh, wow. You're really going for it there. I don't know what it is. But then he's got time. Now, again, he's crammed in there with two other people. But he's got, like, a little, like pack of cassettes or something <laughs> inside his, like, a dashboard. Oh, there are video cassettes. They're, like, little video cassettes, like mini tapes, right? Mm-hmm. Not a full-on v- VHS. Like, from your VHS recorder. Yeah, like a, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he's Can got quarter. time. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. pops this in. He's got a little display, a little TV in this a boat. screen. It's a fancy fucking Puts boat. Puts it in, and what is it? Cued up a video of him. His best friend, Blanca. His best pal. Not the pre-mutated Blanca. Yep. And they're just hanging out with a couple of ladies, and they're having a rest. They're at a restaurant. They're just laughing, hilariously laughing. I thought it was like a backyard barbecue. Who's videotaping it? It's a backyard barbecue. It's, it's fascinating, and he's just like, I think really? that's like, what are we fighting for? And he's just like, I'm fighting for Blanca, and he's just like, so he's ready got to, to go. go get his best friend. And Cammy and Dehawk are like, oh, I mean, what the fuck? Are, we... like, are you maybe fucking watch where you're? You're driving the Can boat you put, here, like, buddy. 2020 on or something. Maybe we should get like an update on her or something. Well, I don't typically know. we don't watch movies while we're driving a boat on a river. So they're in stealth mode, right? <laughs> but then he's like, "All right, you know what we need to do? We need to blow down these uh, gunner things that are he's like, here." I know we're driving past these giant cannons, we're getting by no problem with no one seeing us, right? But you know what would be cooler? If we just fucking blew those things up and drew no attention to ourselves whatsoever. Now, okay, the argument, I guess, would be that, like, there's other people coming behind them. I think so. I think he's trying maybe, to make the way. Maybe he's trying to pave the way. But, what, but then what's the point of know. being a stealth if you're just going to announce yourself like that? It doesn't make any and sense. And they really draw this out. But then, Raul Julia, which, again, we have to keep going back to how amazing his... Do you have any clip of him? We just need to get a sense of what he's doing vocally, because every line of dialogue delivery is just... I mean, I have his a. fight at the end. Okay. Is what I have. Okay, we can take it for a minute, but uh, well, we, we can get there, but he, what an amazing performance. He gets into a little video game giant screen, and he's like setting... I can't even remember. He's setting off bombs, he's shooting stuff at him, he's yelling, game over, like he did in the trailer. Oh my gosh. It's so awesome. And then I don't know how... It all happens, but somehow we get all these characters in one room. <laughs> Finally, right? Cammy is there. She's came, she came in. She's got some backstory. She killed her. Oh, that's right, my I'm favorite. I'm going to play something. Okay. Is You're it my... just going to hold it. I don't know. You asked me to find something. Now I'm going to play something. And now, Miss Zhang, you will witness firsthand the power that you spurned. Liberator lock. 30 seconds. We're going to be swimming. In that case, let's get an early start. Game over! Intruder destroyed. Intruder destroyed. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I don't even care what you were talking about. (laughs) Oh, my God. I totally forgot. So, he sees the boat. (laughs) Bison sees the boat on his camera. He flicks his giant cape back. He's like... Flicks his fucking cape. Awesome. And then he's about ready to let loose these mines that he can release and they float up and they're going to blow Like in up. Batman Forever. <laughs> but his controls are like fucking, um, 
video game controls? Like, but like an arcade. What's, like a an arcade. Joystick so and two little there's buttons. There's a joystick and like the red little button, mm-hmm. circle button, and a couple yellow buttons. He's playing a video game. Street Fighter. Oh my god. I think when I saw that in the movie, I just laughed my ass off and I just saw it and I was like, oh my god. And then he blows him up and says, game over. That's what he says. I love how they have all this super high tech shit. And then mm-hmm. it's like, beep boop, beep boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And then like, even the screen is like 2 bit, 32 bit or whatever it's called. Like, boop, beep, beep, boop, right. boop, 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 boop. Yeah, it's amazing. Of course it is. What the fuck is this movie you made me watch? It's so great. So, my favorite line of dialogue in the whole movie is he's got. Chung Lee, she's there for her. She's he's killed her dad or something like oh, that. He hardcore. gets her dressed in this outfit. He's a, being a perv about it. Oh, and by the way, so in this, okay, it's in this scene, but he is. Uh, she's telling him like what happened, and it was, and he's like, I bet you think that was with your dad. Your when your father died, that was the most monumentous moment of your life. But for me, it was a Tuesday. Amazing! What a performance! <laughs> What a performance. I have it here for us. Yes, play it. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero. At a thousand paces. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. What well, some for- hardcore shit right there. What you there. forget is like the whole minute of her like giving her backstory, though, and that's the problem with this. It's like, she literally delay. talked for a minute and 20, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's but like, she- he's getting dressed, and she's standing there. And she's wearing little- her outfit, though. Little outfit with her little hair up. Yeah. But what, okay, the, the notable thing about this scene is that she actually does, at this point, like, get an attack in on him, and she kicks his ass. She like, almost easily. kills him. Like, easily kicks his ass. He barely escapes, and then, like, they gas everybody, and they get out. But it's he like a joke. He falls into, like, a panic room closet and closes it's it up. It's a joke. I mean, what we are led to believe later, when he has an epic throwdown with Guile, is that he's a good fighter. But no, he got his ass kicked. Well, Chun Li's real she's, good. She's real good, yes. She's studied but several she types of martial arts styler. I, Weren't you listening? No, I understand that, and <laughs> Chun Li is great, and she's one of the best characters in the whole Star- Street Fighter universe. But what I'm saying is, is that like he doesn't even it, he looks like a punk. Is all I'm saying. Like he doesn't even like he doesn't even like show any skill in defending himself. No, he he's gets so his shocked. ass kicked. He's so sh- maybe shocked. I don't know. He's wearing that robe. I think maybe he was getting ready to. Get it on. He wishes. But Chung Lee, she's never going to give that up. I know. I think he was like, I'm, taking, I'm changing up. my robe, my cape robe thing. JCVD thinks he's going to get with uh, Chung Lee, but, you know, I don't know. So, anyway, they get all together. Blanca's out. He's he's breaking out, but he might be good. You know, that's super. So then we get, finally, JCVD, Bison, they're in a room, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Bison's just like, you know, I've planned a lot of this thing, I've invaded a whole country, but you know what? We're just going to let this, everybody leave. We're going to just fight. And finally... Because something's going to blow up. He right. set off some sort of, something's going to blow up, right? And then we also get all the, finally we get all the, we get these side skirmishes going on. They, they break in first, I guess, and there's some, finally some fighting. But it's very perfunctory. I would say the action is not... Perfunctory, that's word um, of the day, perfunctory. Yeah, it's not, it's not like... 
there's not a lot of like cool moves going on in these fights. It's just kind of like it going going through the motions. Another... You know, you know what I heard mm. or what I read about the fights, right? Was that they had planned on doing because they didn't have much filming time. They planned on doing a lot of the fight scenes towards the end of filming. Also, just toward the end of there's no fights in the movie. <laughs> towards the end of filming, so that they could train with their trainer. Right. Well, something happened and. Everything had to get moved up, so they were doing the fight scenes early, so nobody had received the, the the training they were expecting to. And then I guess the guy that was training them didn't realize that, like, each character had, like, a different signature move. So, like, all the fights were looking the same, and then they were like, why, are all, why is everyone fighting the same? And then he was like, what? No one told me that they have different signature moves. Chung Lee's got to do her thing. Mm-hmm. Guile's got that kick uh, mm-hmm. backwards which is all like they so, do pull that off pretty i think good. when you know that and you're watching it you're like oh yeah this fighting is not so good and then you're like oh here he was clearly told here well i would argue that's also just poorly directed um because like the later in the or earlier in the movie before uh, when a guile is fake has been fake shot and ken and ryu escape with sagat and vega there's like this k- truck chase through like the city and it is like it's you've bad. never seen you've never seen a truck a chase so boring. It just it just feels like it was barely put together, and it like the, all the shots are like the only shot we have of it, and that's, <laughs> that's all we have. Just put it together and just get them down the road. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any kind of momentum, and that's pr- kind of the case with the the fights later. Mm-hmm. A lot of gags. This is when all the gags start showing up. You do get a little uh, Ryu does a really brief like a. Uh, I don't know how to say. He goes, Haruken! And he kind of, like, punches Sagat. This is feeling so racist, yeah. babe. But then he does a little... It's a brief fireball. It's just tiny. And it, it's just, like, real quick they show it. Uh, Honda is fighting... Who's He's fighting Zangief, the Russian guy. Again, I'm not going to know these names, babe. <laughs> Russian guy, you might remember before the truck earlier, there's a truck that's... Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> there's so no, many things. No, we got to be almost done. Chung Lee is set up a bar or a, a, a truck full of explosives to come and blow up Sagat, right? But rather than have it barrel into the building and blow them up, blow them up, she goes on camera and like announces it's going to happen, so they all have time to get out of the way and dodge it. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible plan. Stop announcing yourself. Just get it done. But that's the part where Zangief is like, they're all watching the TV at the truck going by, and Zangief's and, like, and he goes, change the channel because he's dumb. You get it? He's a dumb guy. Change the channel. That'll stop the truck he's from crushing us and blowing up. Do you get it? He's dumb. He has a fight at the end with Honda, and this is where they go into the little model room where Bison's little model town is, and they have Godzilla sounds going on, oh. going on because they're fighting in a little mini town. Hilarious. Oh, 90s. And then there's the big fight. Really the only worthwhile fight in the movie is between Bison and Guile. And they even give you, like, Bison, like, he gets beaten once, and then he, like has a suit or something that like electrifies him oh yeah he's got a souped up suit and he gets superpower and he's flying around and he's giving you they've given you everything in this he's got a pretty good they give you here. nothing anywhere he screams beheld satan as he fell from heaven like lightning let's hear it it's a pretty good line you still refuse to accept my godhood keep your own god in fact this might be a good time to pray to him for I beheld Satan, and he fell from heaven like lightning! Amazing. 
<laughs> I love the like roundhouse kicks to get like replay, replay, replay. Well, they show you the roundhouse kick three times. Yeah. Now I don't know if there's a heaven or if there's a hell. <laughs> and I don't know where Raul Julia was on the totem pole when it came time to reach the pearly gates. But what I'll say is that if he was ever on the line, if it was ever like a, a toss up and he was at the gates and he said, what did you do good? And then they showed that clip. They let that motherfucker into heaven forever, he- for eternity. I tell you that <laughs> he's up there forever because of that performance. That was a pretty, pretty good scene. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What a class act. We miss you, Raul Julia. Aww. What a performance. What if he was still alive? What if it made just a little bit more money? We could have had seven of these movies. <laughs> what if this was The Fast and the Furious? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what if we had this instead of all of those Fast and the Furious? The Rock could still join in later. You could make him be uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we get a lot of the references, finally. It takes, but this is this great. It, it's almost worth it because it's just so cheesy. They're making comments about... Oh, Chung Lee and Cammy, the only two female characters in the movie, you know, because of the 90s, they can't like each other. They got to be catty with each other, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Chung Lee sees her and she's like, pigtails. And then Cammy's like, look who's talking. Ooh, they're talking about their video game hair. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if amazing is the word I'd use. Amazing. Will I watch this again? Yes. A thousand I times, mean, yes. It's pretty fun. Let's watch it now. That's a pretty fun movie. It, the slow parts are sad, though. Yeah, it does listen. It's, it's, okay. It's a bad movie mm-hmm. through and through. One of the worst, right? But it's half of an amazingly bad movie. Like, half of it is just hilariously great. Yeah. But then you get these boring parts just that come really in at, like, just 45, make it like, feel free to fall asleep for the first half hour. You don't need much out of it. There's some good stuff, but it, like, it, it's getting picked over. Yeah. Well, how about how it ends, though? One of the greatest freeze frames in history, right? Oh my god, yes. Almost all of our characters are all together. Zangief's turn good. Uh, well, no, like Vega's gone, and uh, there, there's some people missing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you get like 12 people, 12 mm-hmm. characters in their costumes. Oh, yeah. And they're like, there's an explosion that goes off, and their all reaction is to do their fight pose. Because they're going to fight that explosion, I think. Oh my god, and they yes, go, it's so good. Like, Joan Claude does his little before trying yeah. to hit on... Yeah, uh, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's real good. It's got ten characters right there. And the only ones that are missing are, like, Sagat and Vega and DJ whoa, and Bison. Whoa, look at all those. Yeah, it's all the look people. Look at her, she's really high up in the air. Chung Lee, she's yeah. jumping. She's, she jumps. Well, let's remember that freeze frames are really easy in film, because you just pause it. You can't do it in, like, The Office when they tried to do the freeze <laughs> no, frame. They said, like, like, let's a, do one in the air, and they couldn't like get it. It's like a camera. Great. <laughs> great episode. do it on video. Great Michael Scott moment. <laughs> Street Fighter. So, uh, there was a movie later called Street Fighter, The Legend of Chung Lee, a low-budget uh, thing, but it had, like, Chris Klein. Remember him? And yeah. Michael Clark Duncan is in it. This is, like, one of his later last movies. Chung Lee is the main character. Can't remember who that plays. This movie, ooh, it starts out hilariously it's got like some really cheesy great action right off the bat and you're just like i i just recently saw this like a year ago i never watched it it was a notoriously a huge bomb didn't make any money no one cares about it right so when i first turned it on i was like the first five minutes of this thing or 10 whatever the first fight is like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is gonna be amazing Mm -hmm. like this is like a lost treasure oh 
and then it, it falls Fizzles. off a cliff. Like, Fizzles. none of that stuff happens. Like, whatever's what's great about those first ten minutes, it just turns into the, all the boring parts like this one. It's not good. Which is a disappointment. But I love this, because it's, you just gotta make blood sport. But they're like, nope, we're gonna create a country, we're gonna get everybody We're gonna tell an explanation, story. everybody's gonna get their costumes on for a reason, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be amazing. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Missing classic. Turner Classic Movies, time to put it on. Although, it's one of those movies, I want to say, AMC, that network, they used to be American movie classics, right? Before they started putting their own original programming on or whatever. Well, they play movies, and they started playing movies. This is like when I was in high school. There was a clear change in the uh, the time. programming. Because mm-hmm. it was like, classic, classic, classics. And they're like, Chain Reaction, starring Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And you're like, and no. Like, we got to get some people watching. I don't think that's a classic. Yep. And uh, I think, uh, I feel like Street Fighter is one of these movies that might have shown up yeah. on. Uh, AM. That's why they don't call it American Movie Classic anymore. It's like, it's AMC. Um, my final thoughts on Street Fighter Great. are this. If you were looking for a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where he is just sort of a regular guy and then trains real hard and then becomes a badass and kicks some ass, this is not the movie for you. Okay. This is not a Jean-Claude Van Damme trains hard and then kicks some ass. It's totally different. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. That's all I can say. What I will say is that if you see Jean-Claude Van Damme in a movie... Watch it. <laughs> because it's always worth it. Yeah, always. I don't know about that. Always. This movie was like 50% worth it. Always worth it. Any final other thoughts? Raul Julia is in heaven. I know. And Sad. Jacques Van Damme needs to be in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I can't believe we're like eight movies in, plus a spinoff, Hasn't plus he another done one. The, um... He did the Expendables because everybody did yeah, those. those. But those aren't great. movies, yeah. No, not the old. What are you talking the, about? The like the old people. Yeah, he's been, he was the bad guy in the second one, and he's the best thing about it. No joke. Not even not, That's not even my JCVD objection. But he needs to be in that Fast and Furious franchise. All right, Him guys. Nick well, Cage. thank you for listening. Nick Cage. Um, you can... Find this podcast and other podcasts anywhere where you listen to podcasts. So go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen. And uh, we will talk at you another movie. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Tyler. (laughs) 